We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Salute to Knicks Nation, CP the Franchise here. You know, the fall season is here, and with that, we are very busy. We might have school, we might have work, you might have the kids in school that you have to deal with, and most importantly, the Knicks season is coming quickly. So with that, you might not have time to do certain things like go to the grocery store or prepare a full-blown meal for dinner. That's why I want to tell you about Factor, the sponsor of today's video. Factor delivers fresh, never-frozen, dietitian-approved meals right to your doorstep. Their team of gourmet chefs prepares each meal using ingredients with integrity to make sure you feel your best all day long. And the selection is incredible. They have over 34 weekly flavor-packed, fresh, never-frozen meals ready to eat in two minutes. It's put it in the microwave, heat it up, and you're good to go. Some of the ones I've tried are the chicken alfredo pasta, and the chili cilantro salmon, and they are banging. Trust me. You're getting high-quality meal right to your front door. Pop it in the microwave and be ready to sit there and watch the game by tip-off and obviously watch Knicks Fan TV afterwards. And the thing I love most about it is that they have different options for your dietary needs. So you can still eat clean, still get the nutrition that you need, all while saving time on cleanup, on prep, on cooking, and all that tedious stuff that we're just running out of time here. So head over to Factor75.com and use promo code KFTV50 to get 50% off your first box. Once again, Factor75.com and use promo code KFTV50 to get 50% off your first box. You can also click on the link in the video description, and trust me, you will not be disappointed. All right, here we go. Salute to Knicks Nation on this Sunday night. We are just two days away from the start of Knicks training camp. So with that, we want to welcome you guys to KFTV's training camp tip-off. We're going to get you ready for this Knicks season, man. We are just about uh, just two days away from start of practice, and then the Knicks Tip, up, tip off in the preseason against the Boston Celtics on October 9th, man. So let's get into it. CP the franchise here. Alex Rotaros on the other side. Tonight's guest to kick things off. There's nobody better than our guy. He covers the Knicks for SNY, man. He's all over the map, man. You can catch him on the putback with Ian Beckley. You can catch him on Honda Sports Night. You can catch him on SNY.TV. Our guy, Ian Begley, is in the building. Hit that like button, hit the share button, and subscribe to the channel. Another fire edition of KFTV Live, man. Training camp tip-off. Let's go. Let's get it going. All right. Here we are. So to everybody the in the legend. chat. Yes, absolutely. Got the legend, Ian Begley, with us, man. The Let, let's talk himself. about it. Let's talk about it, man. Let me just uh, get my session recording here. Progress. We gotta, we gotta get right to business, man. First and foremost, Ian, happy Sunday, man. Glad to to finally connect with you. 
Hey, I'm feeling? so happy to be here. So happy to be here, guys. And look, I thought after the baseball season, we might have an exciting football year in New York. Doesn't look like that's going to yeah. happen. So maybe basketball could save the day for New York sports fans right now. We'll see. No pressure. Yeah, no, no, no pressure at all. It's it's pretty dark for uh, uh, baseball. It's looking bleak for football, even though the Jets are putting up a fight right now in Sunday Night Football. But on to these Knicks, you know, maybe about a couple weeks ago, I think the optimism was a little bit higher than normal, given the uncertainty in the East. And then this week was a tough week, man. You had Damian Lillard going to the Bucks, no Miami, goes to the Bucks, and then Drew Holiday, who some fans wanted, ends up going to the Sixers, I mean, to the Celtics as a result. Um, to start with the Holiday trade, man, what did you think about uh, how that went down? Well, look, what the Celtics gave up for Holiday, I don't think the Knicks right now uh, could have been justified giving up that much for Drew Holiday based on where they are in the team building process. But what hurt is he goes to Boston, right? And CP, you said it. Milwaukee making a big move earlier in the week, Damian Lillard, and now, on paper at least, entering training camp, it seems like those two, Milwaukee, Boston, are head and shoulders above everybody else in the East. And, you know, if it was one season, all right, you chalk it up to those teams being better. But if you look at Giannis and Damian Lillard, I think they're going to be together for at least two years. And then with Drew Holiday, anybody trading for him, was going to do so with the idea of extending him. So he's going to be in Boston for what we think was several years in the future. So these teams are strong today, and it seems like they're going to be as strong uh, down the road here. And that, I think, is a little bit troubling if you're the Knicks and you're trying to see this thing through. Yeah, it's tough that uh, two of the top teams in the East just got better, you would think, at least on paper. But I, I agree with you here. I felt like where the Knicks were or, or are at the moment Obviously, Holiday's market was going to be quite competitive. You have to think he's going to be competitive, a guy of his stature. I just felt like there wasn't the right time for the Knicks to go after a guy like that. In my opinion, they should first try to get that top-tier 1A guy. Then you go and get a Drew Holiday when you feel like he's the final piece to the puzzle. That's what the Milwaukee Bucks did with Drew Holiday just a couple years ago to win that NBA championship. But... There's some in the fan base that say the organization sitting on the assets. What are we doing? Another team right now in our division has has improved. What do you say to that side of the fan base that's saying, you know, Leon's being a little gun shy here? You know what? You look at Milwaukee and Boston, if, if you think to yourself that, you know, they're going to be there this year, they're going to be there next year, and, and maybe even the year after that, then I, I could see how you're upset if you're a Knicks fan tonight after the events of the past week. And particularly, I'll add this, like the Giannis Antetokounmpo stuff, I was writing it in June about teams keeping an eye on his situation. He comes out publicly, and we all know what he said, right? He challenged basically Milwaukee to put a championship team around him. So the idea that they trade for Lillard, obviously that lessens the odds of Antetokounmpo leaving. And if he's there for beyond this contract, Lillard's there. It just is tough. It's tough. I can understand why. The Nick fan out there that says, why are we sitting on our hands every time somebody becomes available? I can understand that. The thing is, who's coming up next? And what's the big swing? That's what I always say. You're going to judge this regime, Leon Rose, everybody else, on the big move. What is it? Joel Embiid? I don't know if Daryl Morey would trade Joel Embiid to New York if Embiid right. demanded a trade. Is it Donovan Mitchell? And then what does the roster look like? So, yeah, it's... You judge them on the big swing. I can see why there's frustration, why it hasn't happened already. Although you look at the price tag for Drew Holiday, that is a hefty price yeah. for a player who is, you know, in his early 30s, yeah. mid-30s, it's a tough price to pay. I said after the Lillard trade that Boston was was the right spot for Holiday, just looking at the NBA as, as an objective person. But were the Knicks, do you know if the Knicks made any offers? How serious were they in terms of going after Holiday? I know that they expressed interest. I know they were interested. I think they talked to Portland. I I didn't get the sense in just asking around today that they were going to go anywhere near what Boston ended up getting him for. And I thought I think that they they felt going into the weekend that they, you know, were in the mix there with the Clippers and Boston and I think maybe Miami even with all the stuff that had happened 
with Portland. I think they were still in there. The Knicks felt they were they were in there, but I don't think they were going to come anywhere near that Boston offer is the sense that I got today. Ian, do you have any idea of what that, that trade would have looked like since the Knicks were in conversation with Portland? Like, was RJ involved quickly? Did, do you have any idea of those? Parameters. I did not. Yeah, I didn't. On this one, I did not get specifics on on who was brought up, who Portland would have wanted. Uh, to, it was a tricky trade making the math work for the Knicks. If you don't have Barrett or Randall in it, uh, I I couldn't see them sending Randall out in a deal like this, and it wouldn't make sense to send Barrett out in a deal like this. So you'd have to get a little creative. But I didn't get specifics on the players. Uh, the thing that I had heard, not from the Knicks, but from another team that was kind of poking around was that the Knicks were, were willing to offer uh, multiple firsts, two firsts. I don't know if they were going to go three, mm-hmm. um, but nowhere near the package that landed, uh, landed our, excuse me, landed Holiday in Boston, which as we all know, was, was pretty big. Absolutely. It was steep. And, you know, for me, I said on the last show with uh, John Schmelk that we had, I, I was okay with not moving for, uh, Drew Holiday, just because we have a plethora of guards already. I don't know what that was going to look like if you add Holiday to the rotation. And then looking at his playoff numbers, they aren't great. I know what he offers defensively uh, during the playoffs. I know he's a great two-way player during the regular season. But for the Knicks, in my opinion, for a team that struggled offensively, I, I don't know why you would want to add someone of a similar skill set to what we already have on the team when you don't have to move assets for when you already have Grimes or Quickly, who are both good defenders. Um, and I, I'm just looking at like what those guys develop. That that was just my opinion on the on the matter. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see the argument both ways. I think the the risk, just looking at it objectively, is like if you keep passing up on players who become available, wh- who's to say that the next opportunity is better? Uh, who's to say that that next opportunity, just because you want to land that player, you're going to be able to land them? It's risky, right? It, it's risky to pass up on these deals. And uh, I, I, I am sure that they have a big picture move in mind, but it, you know, if it's Embiid, there's a lot of risk there, ways that it could go sideways. Uh, just, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have just looking at this thing objectively, looking around the league, if they had spent what Boston spent, a little under what Boston spent and gotten Drew Holiday, I could see how it would make sense for them, even though you're going to extend him and he's older. It seemed to me like a move that made, excuse me, made sense in some respects for this team. Well, once again, this is the KFTV training camp tip-off. Salute to everybody in the chat. Once again, hit that like button, hit that share button, subscribe to the channel, CP the franchise, Alex Retards on the ones and twos. Special guest, Knicks insider Ian Begley of SNY. A guy, Ian, is in the building. Training camp starts tomorrow. We're getting you guys ready for it, man. Al, go ahead with your uh, follow-up. Yeah, so, Ian, now that Drew Holiday's passed, you talked about Embiid. You see, it, it, you said it would be difficult to see Daryl Morey trade Embiid to a divisional rival. So what is the next move for the Knicks if it's not Embiid? Or is it Embiid? Yeah, I don't want to sit here and rule it out, right? I just know from conversations over the summer that, that Daryl Morey, like if, it, if all things were equal, I don't think he's sending him to New York now. Did the Knicks put together a, a monster package that he can't refuse? Maybe. Um, is he the guy even kind of signing off on that move if you get to the point in Philly where Joel Embiid wants out? Who knows? But if it is Moray and if all things are equal, I just can't see him sending his top player to New York given the whole, all the circumstances. With regards to what's next, I mean, Donovan Mitchell, we know he's not extending in Cleveland. So that's certainly something to keep an eye on, to see where things go in Cleveland. Uh, And outside of that immediate name, I think you always look at extension-eligible rookies, right, and and who reaches an extension with their team, who doesn't, the financial situation of that team. You know, one of the interesting ones for me, I I think Minnesota is going to pay him, but uh, Jalen McDaniels up in Minnesota. Mm, Yeah. They have a lot of money committed to Carl Towns, a lot of money committed to Rudy Gobert, and Anthony Edwards is going to come in max money. And so Nas much Reed, they gave Nas Reed, Reed money too. They paid Nas Reed. Yeah, so yeah. how much can you really give McDaniels? Is he going to be satisfied with what you can offer him? That's the kind of thing that I would look at if I'm a team that's like has enough to make a big trade. That's the kind of complimentary player that could really help you win games if things don't go well in those extension talks. In terms of Spider, 
I'm I'm thinking about Miami, right? Like, yep. they just got spurned twice in one week, yep. losing yep. two of their top targets. You would think their top targets. I wonder if they pivot over to Cleveland and try to get Spider in there because, you know, you can never count them out. You look at what they did last year. It's a very commendable job. But to do that two years in a row or, or to think that they have something sustainable with a fresh new young core with Jovic and Hakez and all these guys, I wonder if they pivot to Spider. You know, also, CP, I would not be surprised if they made a strong run at Embiid if it mm. comes to fruition where Embiid becomes available. Uh, I think he and Jimmy Butler uh, have a strong affinity for each other, so I could easily see the Heat being aggressive if you got to that point with Embiid. But, yeah, Miami's always going to be lurking. Um, so the, I don't, the thing that I don't understand, it's going to go on a little tangent here. As an yeah, aside, yeah, let's do it, man. Uh, like the Nick fan who is, like, killing Miami for not getting the players that they were going after, killing them for their offseason. But Miami is just coming off an incredible run where they beat the Knicks. I I just don't know why you would look down on what the Heat do or don't do in an offseason where they're coming off uh, beating you in the plus. That's just me. Right, that's just me. It just uh, that's one thing I saw today where I, I just I didn't get it. We're, we're we're looking for those small little wins, you know. I, I think Game <laughs> Six really really stung us, man. Really insulted us a little bit. We're looking for those wins. So to see Joe Cronin yeah. go off at that hall that Miami couldn't come close to giving him, and then they lose Drew Holiday. They not only lose Dame, they lose Drew Holiday. It was a little little win for the Knicks fan. They want to take a little win from him, you know. That's uh, fair. Uh, uh, also. Also, you have the whole, you know, Pat Riley always gets his guy. He didn't get yeah. Kevin Durant, didn't get Spider, didn't get uh, Bradley Bill, didn't get Dame. Now, no Drew Holiday. Just, well, you know, as that yeah. guy who's happy that Miami didn't get any of these people. Yeah, I just want to rub it in a little bit. Yeah. I get it. Ian, do you think with, with Brunson here, do you think that's changed the organization's view in terms of a Spider Mitchell pursuit? Like, do you, do you think that would kind of take their, their feet off the gas a little bit or – is is he still you know a, a target of this based on what you uh, what you've experienced? Yeah, I think you know, look at what happened right after they after they signed Brunson, they were still heavily in on Mitchell, and I haven't heard anything that leads me to believe that that kind of pairing they would shy away from at all. Uh, so I I would assume that they still feel the same way about Donovan, where they would make an aggressive offer, and yeah, just all the the, the tea leaves and the whispers around things. Um, it seems to me like his, if he's not signing the extension, if Cleveland is shaky, you, that's just something you keep an eye on. I, I, to answer your question, though, no, I, I haven't heard anything that leads me to believe anything else other than they'd be comfortable with Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brunson, and whoever else ends up on the roster in that kind of a deal. And, and as we look at the rest of the guards on this team who are on this roster, I think that's one of the key question marks as we go into training camp and into the season, you have a bevy of guards now. You know, Brunson is a constant. He's a mainstay. But you look at quickly, RJ, you have Grimes, and now you have DiVincenzo into the mix. Uh, Josh Hart, you have to figure he's going to be playing between the three and the four, maybe some two at times. How, how do you see that guard rotation kind of playing out, especially with the the addition of DiVincenzo? Well, you know he's going to get minutes, right? They're not signing him to play him, you know, under 20 minutes a night. So I think if he's healthy and he's performing, he's going to see the floor. And then, you know, the rest of it is a tough decision for Tom Thibodeau to make. And you know how it is, guys. Like, if you're winning, yeah. nobody cares about the 11th guy who's not seeing time because you're winning games. If you're not winning, if you're struggling, everybody's going to be questioning the rotation decisions who's not Every playing. night. Every night. Playing. Yeah, and so depth is great if you're winning, but depth is a problem for the head coach when the team struggles. And particularly with those closing lineups, uh, if you're closing well and you're ex- executing late in the game, everybody is happy. But if, if that doesn't happen, you guys know, the questions yeah. will come. But I think, yeah, Dom, DiVincenzo is going to get minutes. Josh Hart, I believe, coming into camp, he, he would be the backup for. I think Thibodeau is comfortable with that idea. And then outside of that, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how things play out. And one of those guards, Ian, is Emmanuel Quickly, who still hasn't gotten an extension yet. Do, do you expect that to happen before the season starts? Or is he going to become a restricted free agent and then the Knicks will see what his market value is? I'd be surprised a little bit if 
he entered restricted free agency next summer. I would assume that he and the Knicks get something done. You know, he's, to his credit, he has earned a big payday here on this extension. And so I, I, I'm assuming he's not giving a hometown discount to the Knicks, nor should he. Uh, but I would think that the Knicks want to get something done here because going into that next summer restricted free agency, that's always a tricky proposition. And I would think you would want Emmanuel quickly feeling good coming into this season. And if there are negotiation issues and training camp and then coming into the year, that's kind of lingering. That's not putting him in the best place to succeed. So I would assume that both sides find a number, find a deal that works for them and quickly does get the extension. Ian, in terms of hard at the four, what what do you think about that level of comfort that Tibbs and the organization has? What does it say about Josh Hart that, you know, they're willing to go small? I mean, I remember the first day Josh Hart got here, I think in Tibbs' press conference, he said, yeah, you can (laughs) can play some four. You know, he kind of put that out there from day one. What do you you think about them going into camp and being so confident in uh, really going small at the four there? Yeah, look, they, they extended him. That tells you how confident they are in Josh Hart. And they didn't sign another player to be the backup power forward, another free agent to be the backup power forward. So that tells you that they feel pretty good, I think, about this plan coming in. And what I had heard, and you know, things change, right? I, I'd heard at one point that it was, they saw Hart as like a, a guy who could set screens over the floor and then operate out of the short roll, make passes out of the short yeah. roll or set people up. And so obviously that's something that they think that he can do and uh, they feel good about assuming the plans haven't changed. I think that's what you'll see from Josh Hart at the backup four spot. Once again, we are talking to Ian Begley, Knicks inside of SNY. This is a KFTV Knicks training camp tip off. So to everybody in the chat, hit that like button, hit the share button and subscribe to the channel. Our guy Ian Begley is in the building. Make sure you support our sponsors, man. Go to manscaped.com. Use promo code KFTV for 20% off plus free shipping. And, Ian, you know, one of the guys that uh, – one of the players on this team that I'm looking forward to seeing in, in terms of progression, I think a lot of fans as well, is uh, is Quentin Grimes. We, we yeah. just saw on, on Instagram yesterday Quentin Grimes in the lab with J.J. Redick working on some movement shooting. I, I thought that was uh, – a lot of the people, a lot of the fans were very excited to see that. But what do you think about the organization's stance on Grimes, and, and what are you expecting from Grimes uh, this coming season? Yeah, progression, right? I think, you know, the shooting uh, being consistent, he he showed you that he can knock shots down, right? I think the thing for him, though, is, is he getting the shots consistently? uh, Are the minutes there? I think one one thing, if you look at the numbers, you know, Josh Hart coming, I think that took some attempts away from Quentin Grimes initially. And so how does that dynamic play out? I think if he gets the looks, he get him. He gets them consistently. He's going to knock them down. He's shown you that. And defensively, um, he's going to be who he has been. And so I think the steady progression would be uh, the way I would look at Quentin Grimes coming into the season, as far as what you want to see. But I don't like. It's we talk about the guards, right? Is he going to be on the floor in closing right, minutes? Right. Is he mm-hmm. going to have the ball in his hands as far as shot attempts? It's something that you watch night in and night out. And for a guy like Grimes, I think you know getting those shots consistently is important. He's a shooter. You want to be in rhythm. So it's going to be interesting to see how often he gets the ball, how often he gets open looks beyond the perimeter. For Grimes, Ian. Do you think he's going to be starting? Because I know that's been a big question amongst the fan base with Dante DiVincenzo coming here, especially Josh Hart and how he started in the playoffs last year. So what do you think Grimes' outlook is for the starting rotation? I, I would assume that he would be, he'll be the starting, uh, he'll be in that starting five. I would assume so because, you know, Thibodeau had so much success with that. Even with Hart coming on here, they had so much success with that lineup in particular and Grimes playing that role. So I would assume he he wouldn't change that. Um, you know, maybe something happens over the course of training camp or the preseason where it leaves Thibodeau thinking differently. But I think if Grimes is healthy and he is producing the way we've seen him produce, he's going to be starting on opening night. And Ian, on uh, Mitchell Robinson, my, my guy, the, the block nest monster, uh, th- there was a Yahoo report that came out from Vince Goodwill 
this seemed to be just pontificating in terms of what uh, the market value for a guy like a Mitchell Robinson would be. And he came out and said, uh, it would maybe be two first round picks. Uh, on those reports, you know, Mitch came out and kind of responded to it, just saying that, uh, you know, we, he's, he's blessed to have what he has and he understands the, the nature of the business. I mean, is there anything going on with, with Mitch and the organization from, from your standpoint or what's the standing right now? Let me just clarify one thing, CP. Who did he say that to? He left it on yeah. your guys' page, Next right? Fan TV, num- mm-hmm. number one show for the fans mm-hmm. by the fans. He, he did that. Yeah. yeah, and he's done that a few times. And I yeah. think that uh, that's a big credit to you guys, man. Guy Appreciate just going it. on social media, wanting to share his thoughts. He's sharing his thoughts on your page. I mean, that's just tip of the cap to you guys. Um, Mitchell Robinson, I don't think, man, I don't think so. Like, I think everything that you see, you know, from his trainer, Marcel Scott, I, I saw those comments. I don't think it's 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 leading to them saying, all right, we have to move on from Mitchell Robinson. I think all that extraneous stuff is, is so far on the periphery to what he actually brings on the floor and how important he is to this team on the floor, uh, defensively cleaning up things around the rim. And, you know, you saw him dominate that Cleveland series, yeah. dominate the Cleveland series. Wasn't the same against Miami, uh, different against different lineups and, and different teams' personnel but just flat out dominated Cleveland. And so I, I don't think that there's any uh, reason to believe that anything is kind of uh, icy or mm. there's, there's bad blood now between the organization and Robinson. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Now, Ian, what do you think the Knicks? What do you think the Knicks stand in the East? Because we or we talked about earlier in the show, Bucks got Dame, Celtics got Drew. They also got KP this offseason. You said those guys are in Tier One in the East. So, where are the Knicks? Where do you see them ending up when the season's all said and done after regular season's over? That is. Yeah, to me, I'm not good with the crystal ball, but I'll just say they have to be right there in that second tier. They have to be, you know, leading that second tier right there at the top of that second tier to me because you want to take a step forward from 47 wins last year. You want to take a step forward from the first round success you had last year. Uh, Winning in the second round seems, you know, depending on the draw, seems like it's going to be pretty tough in the East with Boston and Milwaukee, assuming they're healthy. Um, But I think it's important for them to win, you know, a few more games or be right around 47 and then to have a really strong showing in that second round of the postseason, let's say if you're playing a Boston or Milwaukee, to make it tough for those guys uh, in terms of – because then you could say, hey, we're showing continued progress here uh, two years in a row where we're moving in the right direction. I think that's that's what the Knicks will be looking for here. Any regression, any step back, anything goes sideways – I think it's going to lead to a lot of questions, as it always does. And and follow up, how do you think Tom Thibodeau is going to be graded on this season? Is it going to be based on how many wins 
the Knicks win during the regular get during the regular season, or is it going to be based on do they win a second round playoff matchup, or is just getting to the second round enough for Tom Thibodeau to still be in good graces with uh, the front office? Yeah, I think uh, he'll always I think be in good graces with Leon Rose, but I think if like let's say they underperform in the regular like I, my answer is I think it's everything right, but if they underperform in the regular season and it and there's issues that uh, show up at some point in the season and they linger and they linger and Tom Thibodeau can't figure out a way to nip them in the bud, he'll be judged on that. The playoffs it depends on I think who they play and how the teams play in the regular season. And if it's clear that you know Milwaukee's this you know 55 D win juggernaut or if Boston is is the same and it's clear that they're head and shoulders above the Knicks, I think the Knicks just need to have a really good showing um, in that second round if, if those are one of the teams they're matched up with mm-hmm. in order to, you know, keep the waters calm over there at the Garden when you're talking about the head coach. True indeed, true indeed, man. I want to get one quick call in real quick. Salute to my guy Ari on the Discord. Got to hear from Ari, man. This is Sunday Ari. night. Let's get to Ari. Ari, let's go, man. Salute, uh, CP. There we Alex. go. Alex. Yep. Ugly, big, big, big fan. Look, looking like a young Bradley Cooper. Salute <laughs> to you. Um, all right, Begley, I, I got a question for you. Yeah, so, Ari, what's up, man? What's up, man? What's up, man? Um, so my question to you is, I'm 36 years old, and throughout my entire life, um the Knicks have never went through a full rebuild where they invested multiple years in drafting and developing talent and building assets and things of that nature. Um, If you ask me, the number one reason why the Knicks haven't won anything is because of premature win-now moves. And my question to you, Begley, is do you think James Dolan and the front office have a mandate to just make the playoffs and focus on the playoffs as opposed to building a real contender through patience and draft development? And if so, do you think the financial incentives of a publicly traded corporation play into that? Just make the playoffs. Don't be a laughing stock and uh, make it interesting. And the fan base will eat it all up. Um, salute to you guys. And thank you for the call. Yeah. All right. That's a good question. Especially when you talk about the financials, right? Publicly traded company, you know that NBA teams make money when they make the playoffs. Uh, and also the Knicks, their policy has been, I don't know if it's still in place, their policy had been to keep ticket prices kind of close to where they are yeah. unless they make the playoffs and then they'll they'll raise the ticket prices. So it, it, there's a lot that's tied in financially to the Knicks making the playoffs. But I think, look, I go back to Phil Jackson, right, with Jim Dolan. And Dolan has made many missteps. There's been many self-inflicted wounds in my mind, uh, with Jim Dolan as the owner. But you go back to Phil Jackson, his thing back then was whatever Phil wants to do, Phil could do. Like If he wants to trade everybody, start over, he could do it. And I think Steve Mills had the same latitude where if he wanted to just slow play it and, and build the way Ari said through the draft, I think he had the, the freedom to do that early on. But Leon Rose, I think once you hire Tom Thibodeau, that idea is out the window because yeah. Thibodeau is a win-now coach. So I assume Rose had the same freedoms. I don't think Jim Dolan told him, hey, you got to win because we have to make the playoffs to make some money because we're a publicly traded company. No, I think he had the same freedoms early on to take it in whatever direction he wanted to take it in. Once you hire Thibodeau uh, and then once you have that season, year one, surprising everybody the way they did, the idea that you're going to then build through the draft, I think, is a closed door. So, Ari, if you're waiting for a regime to do that, I don't think it's going to happen. Obviously, under Leon Rose, no. you want to see that happen, and it's going to be under whatever the next regime is uh, if that comes to pass. Yeah, I um, I just don't see it, man. I don't get the – he just wants to make money and not win. Uh, he, he may not have made the greatest decisions over time. We've seen it. Obviously, the 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 evidence is there, but uh, I just don't see it. For a guy to have a reputation as being a meddler, to say that he doesn't care and that he just wants to just wants to make money, I I just don't see it, man. And I even look at um, the article the, that they did 
on him on the times and about the sphere and, you know, how much he, he wants that to, to go well. Uh, I think he would love to see himself as, as a winning owner of a championship team, just as a guy who is mindful of his reputation and, and, you know, tries his, his hardest to like, <laughs> to, to keep a positive public image. I, I just don't see it, man. But, you know, one thing though, I will say just talking to people who have been kind of in and out through the Knicks and, and even there now, like, Whatever, whatever the, wherever a team is in its rebuild process, building process, he, he's inquisitive. Uh, he wants to, to know about the process and he wants you to win. Like, uh, not saying that he wants a team that's coming off a 10 win season to go ahead and make the playoffs or win the finals. But if you've shown that you can win games, he wants you to, he wants to see improvement. And so I think that's, that's where things sit with the owner. Now, maybe with the sphere being such a, a big piece of his plate, maybe he's not around the Knicks as much. It sounded like he's going to be in Las Vegas more and maybe not a Knicks games night in and night out. I don't know what that means, uh, if it means anything at all, but it's just going to be a, a, a difference at the Garden this year if his presence isn't there night in and night out and he's out in Vegas. I mean, that sphere looks awesome. I mean, they had you two out there and that... Yeah. Just the images were insane. Yeah. Uh, last question for you, Ian. Media days tomorrow. You guys are back in the building for that one. Is there any question that you know you you're most looking forward to having answered by a player, by a coach? Uh, the the ones that I'm curious about are, and it's weird. You never ask a question about this, right? No one cares when a player switches agencies. But with Julius Randle mm-hmm. leaving CAA. I'm just curious about that. Like, I just mm. want to hear more about it, hear what he, what his thinking is. And again, you never really talk to players about this, but given the context of everything with the Knicks and CAA, I'm fascinated by that one. Um, I want to know if Evan Fournier comes to camp, yeah. if he comes to media day. That's the other thing mm. that I'm looking at uh, as far as just kind of topics, top of mind for me. You know, basketball-wise, you're not going to hear a lot about right. their plans and how, how who they see in the rotation, out of the rotation, uh, where the big competition is. You're not going to hear a lot about that tomorrow. So those are the, the two ones that I'm really curious about. All right, man. Well, we'll be tapped in. We're going to digest and uh, and react to it all, man. So good luck tomorrow. Good luck at training camp down at the Citadel. And uh, we'll, we'll tap in shortly, man. Thanks again for your time. We definitely appreciate it. Sounds good, fellas. Always great to be with you guys and uh, looking forward to a fun season. Absolutely, man. Ian, have a great week. Have a good one, Ian. All right. That was our guy, Ian Begley, man. Salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that like button. Hit that share button. Subscribe to the channel, man. KFTV tip-off week is among us. CP the franchise, Alex Taros on the ones and twos. Let's get to it, man. Let's get to it. And Al, just in luck, the, the, the Jets just scored. Let's go, baby. All right. Whoa. So they, they might not be the most inept team in the NFL after all. You're going to watch me go on a complete tilt if the Jets job, win this bro. game yeah. and defeat the Chiefs. Good be job, two and man. Two? Good job. Mm. I'm, I'm happy for tilt. you, my guy. Yeah, Hopefully man. Hopefully the Giants can win tomorrow, man. That way you enjoy I hope going so. down to Miami to watch I, I hope so, man. They need to. They need to. So to everybody in the chat, man, hit that thumbs up button for you, boys. Al, I'm hype, man. I don't, I don't care what the Bucs are doing. I don't care what the Celtics are doing. It is time. It is time, man. You know, we, we've been working on the offseason. Shout out to the NBA Report. Shout out to the NBA mm-hmm. Report. At Team NBA Report on YouTube. But KFTV's been rocking all summer as well, man. We've been rocking Absolutely. all summer, man. We went from Mr. Vegas to the Datacaster, and now we're back. <laughs> You know what I mean? This thing is taking on a life of its own. New Alex? You forgot New Alex. New Alex. New yeah. Alex. Oh, the new Alex. That's right. That's right, man. So, you, so you've changed four different times since the uh, since the offseason kicked off, man. So now we're back. Yeah. And now I'm back with the beer, you know? Had, yeah. to, get, had to freshen up, do all things. Uh, you know, you explore yeah. yourself in the offseason. You just, just a little Pause. transformation, man. Just a little transformation. Uh, support our sponsors once again, ladies and gentlemen. Manscaped.com. Promo code KFTV for 20% off plus free shipping. Back to the phones we go, man. Let's hear from my guy, Jay, from East New York. Jay, talk to us, man. How you feeling, man? How you feeling about that interview, man? Talk to us. Let's go. Jay, going once. We don't have him. Damn. 
I threw him the alley, and there's no, there was nobody there, bro. Nobody. Nobody there. All right. Erico 443. Erico 443. What's your name? Where are you calling in from? CP Alex is Ron from Baltimore. There he is. He's oh, ready. He's ready. Here we he's go. ready. We're getting ready for the season, man. That's what uh, it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is my trial run. I do the one call before the season to make sure that my phone's working before there you I go. call you the whole year. Yep. Just tune it up. Just tune it up. CP, did you have a good off season? I did. I, I enjoyed it, man. Okay. I definitely enjoyed it. You know, I, I mean, I hope it, you got yeah. some rest. <laughs> yeah, right. I tried, but uh, yeah, you know, all right. it's all good. Good, man. Well, I, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the year. You know, I mean, game six was hard. I finally got over it. It took me, I watched it three times, but I'm finally mm. over, over it. You know, Brunson, he put up 41. We did the best. It was a fun year. You know, I, I know we didn't shoot well. You know, Randall was three for 14. Barrett was one for 10. Quentin Grimes was one for six. But it was their first experience together. You yeah. know, they're young, they're young players. They fought the heat. Had they have won that game, uh, it is what it is, CP. I'm moving on. Okay. I'm proud of the team and what they did last year. My thing with Drew Holiday is this. I agree. It was too much. You know, I would have explored an RJ potential deal, and I know RJ's younger, but mm. Drew Holiday is an all-star. I have a lot of respect for Drew. I would have probably explored it if, it if we're talking maybe one or two picks in RJ, but that's fine. You know, Boston gave him too much. I would not have dealt quickly in Mitchell Robinson in picks. I, I'm not doing that. No, I'm not so, doing that. I'm not doing that. So, so, I'm not doing that, CB. So so, so what we're going to do is we're, we're what we always do with the Knicks. We're not going to – we're going to grind now, you know, with, when I say, not what we always do, but with Tibbs, we're just going to build it the way we should. We're just going to grind this whole season, prove that last year wasn't a fluke and it wasn't a fluke. I think we, Mm. I think, you know, Leon is just waiting. Like you said to Ian, being patient, maybe MB is the right guy. I don't know. All I know is let's just see how the first few months work out. Let's see where we are. There's always okay. going to be another guy that does become available that we don't even know. I believe that, CP. Mm. I believe okay. in karma. So, so, so the last thing I'll leave you with this. Yeah. My only ask to Julius Randle okay. is – my only ask to Julius Randle is I, once we get to the playoffs, stay healthy, mm-hmm. and I need you to perform for me, and I think we can win the we'll championship. See. Thanks very much. Okay. Appreciate the call, man. Appreciate the call. All right. So our guy, Ron from B. Moore. Shout out to Ron, man. CP, guess what? The Jets yeah. just tied it twenty to twenty. I see that. I see that. They they are uh, they're doing a the damn thing, man. I like that. Mm. I definitely like that. Shout out to the Jets, man. Nine one seven. What's your name? Where are you calling in from? Hey, what's up, guys? It's Benji. How you guys doing? Benji in the building, man. Benji, how you feeling, bro? What's up, guys? Uh, congrats again, Tradicaster. Anyway, man, I think Mahomes and uh, Wilson did like a little body switch thing, like a Freaky Friday type of deal. I never. Hey, I'm liking these these Jets Udies too, man. Throwbacks. They got the throwbacks on and playing with some heart. I like that. Thank God. For once, once Woody Johnson did something right with the Unis. (laughs) Yeah. I know. It's crazy, man. Um, Just wanted to say, like Ron from Baltimore said, um, I would not do that IQ and Mitch deal. So. It's not, it the, it's not the time. Like, he, he's 33, and then what? You know, he's got one year plus a one-year player option. And then what? Now you're going to sign him until he's 38, 39 while you wait for the next piece? Why, why would we do that? I mean, he's, I mean he's, he's a really good player, but I just think, like you said, man, it wasn't on the right timeline for us, so... Just smart to just keep staying well, patient, the, the, man. The, the, the thing is, something. is that uh, look, I get it, man. Everybody wants to be invited to the barbecue. We're, we're tired of uh, the the prognosticator saying now is the time for the Knicks. Now is the time for the Knicks, and and they're sitting on their hands. I get it. I get the frustration, but you got to think. You got to think here. The Boston needed them. They they're in championship win now mode. We're hoping and praying to get there. I don't think he's putting us any closer without that guy. Go ahead. Totally, totally hear that, man. Um, love the show. Uh, so excited for next Monday. Yeah, man. I'll be in the building. And uh, let's just see what we do, man. But like I said, my, my biggest concern is uh, how we're going to split up the, the minutes for those four guards, man. Yeah. That, that's something that Tibbs has a lot of work cut out for him. Some, something to, uh, to pay attention to. Absolutely. Thanks for the call, man. Good to see you, man. Good to hear from you, man. Okay. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Benji from Manhattan now. 
We get the regulars, man. Ron from Baltimore's on. Benji from Manhattan's on. No, I know. It's I a know, Sunday man. night. It's a Sunday night. Thank God the Giants didn't play and lose, so I'm actually in a better mood. You know what I'm saying? I'm not looking forward to those, man. Those Giants Knicks Sunday doubleheaders. Oof. Those are tough. Those are tough to get through if you got to get through two losses in a full day. I know, man. I've been a Jets fan for a while. I know. Yeah. You know it it very well. Yeah. I I totally get it. But you know what? I just want to say it's on the whole Drew Holiday uh, thing. Yeah. Shared that I shared my 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 rationale for not getting Drew Holiday on IG, and I got mm-hmm. I got a lot of pushback, man. I got a lot of pushback. Mm. People saying we have to go after somebody who's available. Yeah. Like we, everyone's upset that we just keep waiting. As we discussed with Ian, it's like I, I, I it's it's funny because the response was typical Knicks fan being a homer yeah. and trusting yeah. and liking everybody that we have. And I'm like, is the uh, typical Knicks fan also someone who wants to go trade for somebody? It's so right. funny when we use right, typical right. Knicks fan because. There's a whole wide range of what Knicks fans want and how we all think, but yeah, I just I just don't understand why just anyone becomes available and we have to go get somebody who becomes available without thinking, you know, how much does it cost to go get somebody? Uh, th- what's the timeline yeah. for this guy? Some you people know, just want to be involved. Him. You know, some people just want to be liked. We can't do that, ladies and gentlemen. It's just insane, man. It's like. I get it. And people think I'm like, do- I'm dogging Drew Holiday because I'm like, oh, no, of course well, look not. at his postseason numbers. Not. And it's like, I like, I like Drew Holiday as a player. Two-way, yeah. awesome two-way player. Yeah. But the postseason numbers speak for themselves. Speak for themselves, Speak for man. themselves, unfortunately, man. Uh, let's hear from some more folks on the lines. Oh, it's getting lit right now. Let's go. Rapid fire. Three, four, seven, six, eight, one. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Let's go. Peace and love to the room. How you how I'm sounding, CP, Alex, how I'm sounding. King D's in the building. King What's D's, up, man? King D's, why you not on the Discord, man? You you've been Discord consistent As, for a little while, man. What's going on? I know, I know. I had to I had to do a real rapid fire for y'all, man. Listen, right. I know I know a lot of people are, are down on Drew Holiday, but who cares? Of course. He went to yep. the Celtics and not the Heat. Yeah. They're like the Celtics and the and the Celtics and the Bucks, they they were always gonna be the two superpowers. And I saw what you wrote early on. On Twitter, CP, I'm in full agreement, man. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for Philadelphia to light on fire, man. Let's rock out with the team yeah. that we got right now. Whatever we need, we 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 figure that out during the trade deadline, whether it's a, a little missing wing or whatever. Mm-hmm. We figure that out then and there. But watch the city of Philadelphia burn, man. It's no, yeah. it's, it's no coincidence that, that Joel Embiid said what he said. So let's enjoy the season. You let's know, do the it. honeymoon is over. We're getting serious now. The serious time. Serious time. So King Deej. King Deej on the check-in. Salute to King Deej, man. Jay from East New York. If you see, we clo- you're closing tonight, man. So be ready. to Just let me know in the chat. Send me a message in the chat. So let me know what you're ready on the Discord. 646. What's your name? Where are you calling in from? Oh, it's got a little static. Yo. Oh, this guy's not ready. Are you on speaker? Hello? Well, uh, West, my bad. Yeah, Wes, you got it. No speakerphone, no Bluetooth. Alex, congratulations. No, no more speaker. Congratulations, Alex. CP, how's it going? Good, good, man. Can I get feel, right huh? into it? Yeah, let's get into it. Uh, all right, all right. So, yeah, the team has to do their due diligence and look at Drew Holiday, but you're not giving up any of our young players right. to get Drew Holiday, 33-year-old. So let's just, let's just be realistic. And like you said, that, that can't be your first move. What the front office has to do, they, we have to sit on our hands right now. We have to just sit tight and wait for the first real start, a real difference maker to, to shake loose, and then that's when we pounce on it. Until then, we continue to build the team incrementally. Yeah. We continue to allow our players to develop, and hopefully, as they develop, we'll become a better team, right? If the players from within get better each year, they'll perform better in the playoffs, and then we'll go further. Right? Mm-hmm. Right now, coming into the season, we weren't projected to be better than Boston or Milwaukee. So, really, realistically, nothing has changed for the Knicks, right? Maybe it's just going to be even more challenging to, to jump over that hurdle. But, mm-hmm. you know, to me, the Celtics are a little bit overrated. You know, you got an injury-prone KP. You got old Al Harford. And, you know, Jalen Jalen Brown and Tatum, they've been a little bit shaky in the playoffs other than the year that they went to the finals. And, I don't know, man. You guys, are, everybody's indoctrinating the, the, the Bucks as being the title favorites. I don't see that. I don't see that. Dane, his defense is really shaky, right? And he usually misses between 15 to 25 games almost every year, mm-hmm. right? Giannis, he can't shoot free throws in the clutch. You know, I mean, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. I'm not doubting these guys, but 
these they're not the Golden State Warriors. They're not the Miami Heat of, of 2010. Like those yeah. these teams can be beat. They you gotta play championship had, caliber defense for sure. Absolutely. Especially <laughs> chemistry a lot of times can supplement for not having stars. Yeah. And the fact that we've had our roster together for four years and we're going to continue to grow as a team, as a unit, our chemistry, you can't downplay the fact that our players are going to become more and more familiar with each other. My question to you guys is, if a guy like Paul George or Donovan Mitchell become available again, Mm -hmm. are they good enough caliber to throw in all the picks into the the ring and try and make a move? Or do we have to wait for an Embiid Giannis, a higher caliber star. Yeah. Like, I, I want to know what you guys feel about that. Is Donovan Mitchell a good enough player? Does he even fit? Like, I, I really like I think, Donovan. And I think they would try to get. I, I think they I would try to get up. both. Not, um, not, uh, not Spider and Paul George. I appreciate the call, bro. Not Spider and Paul George. I think they would try to get Spider and Embiid. That's just me. Yeah. Yeah. Look. Uh, shout out to Gerard B in, in the chat. He asked me, Alex, who's the right person? And I look, uh, when we discussed the yeah. Paul George rumors, I was all for going after Paul George at the price is right based on how his contract, a year rental, year one or two year rental, I forget what his contract looks like. Go after him. Joel Embiid's another player I was good. I would yeah. be cool going after. We discussed Giannis. Obviously, we would go after Giannis, but you know, look, I'm looking for guys who are really going to put us into that next tier, right? Drew right. doesn't put us into that next tier tier that's why i'm like we're okay okay we're okay where we are and what you said cp when we had john on the show it's like you add drew when you get somebody like Embiid, when you get yeah. somebody like Giannis. i'm cool with that but i'm looking for like the big fish i'm looking for i'm looking at Embiid right now man yeah. like even if let's also look at phoenix too like phoenix right now they're title contenders if things yeah. go haywire right kevin durant's known to miss time bradley beal is known to miss time if it doesn't work out there, does Booker shake loose? I know, you know what, I, I know this, like, this is like all you big dreams. Like, yeah, I'm, like, I'm done dreaming, man. You know, let me okay. tell you something, man. Let me, or, tell you something. Tell let me tell you what I saw yesterday. That boy, mm. Quentin Grimes, is in the Ooh. lab right now. Grimes oh, Hive stand up. You Grimes Hive stand up. He's in the lab right now. He was with Penny. He's been with JJ Reddick. He's getting his game tight. I'm telling you, he's coming. He, he's ready to go. Pause. He's ready to roll. Come training camp. Quentin Grimes, ladies and gentlemen, my breakout candidate oh, of the year. I'm saying it early. We didn't even get to the two to our superlatives yet. We'll get to that later on in the preseason. But I'm telling you right now, Quentin Grimes. Pauses are in full effect. We've got the regular season. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. TV is in regular season mode. I'm in regular season mode, man. Let's go. Yeah, no flagrant threes. I'm in regular season mode, man. I'm catching them quick, fast, and in a hurry. Oh, Clinton Grimes. Shout out to the Rhyme Animal Chuck D in the chat, man. Shout out to our franchise channel members in the chat. Eric Beats. Shout out to Ari, man. Russell Whiskey. Ignacio Lopregat in here. How we feeling? Nick, how you feeling? Flyboy Kevin here. Let's go. Rick Pennington. Let's go. Bees Noriega, I see, man. We're in here heavy, yeah. Over a thousand in the chat. We are getting ready, man. How you feel about uh, Grimes in the lab, man? I think he has another gear, man. Every time we talk about Quentin Grimes, I feel like there is yeah. another level we have not. He just needs more touches, man. JJ's giving him the secrets. More touches. He's be- giving look, him man, the secrets. I believe. Giving the ball. I believe he could be. He, part of me believes he could be that third option on this team mm. if given enough mm. touches. All right, I believe that that could be Quentin mm. Grimes. Like, let him work. Let him get his game up. Let him have a little bit more responsibility shooting off the dribble. Get that mid range going. If he can do move, if he can shoot off movement coming off screens, yeah. oh my god, that's a game changer, absolute game changer. Look, the ceiling being a three and D uh, ball player, he's already reached that in year two. Yeah, year two. Ceiling is the roof, man. Ceiling is the yeah. roof. Four There's one a lot nine. Of potential. Four one nine. What's your name? Where are you calling in from? Rapid fire. Let's go. Yo, what's poppin', CP? This is Joe from Ohio. Joe from Ohio. How you feeling, man? I'm good, dog. I'm good. It's been a minute, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, always want to show love. You know what I'm saying, keep doing your thing. Appreciate. Um, first and foremost, dog, uh, I've been listening to this pause for a minute now, for a couple of years, and I like to see that you back getting the pause stuff ready. You know what I'm saying, got to set the template, get ready for the season. You know yeah, saying? I feel like you got a little, got a little lot. So 
what, now, wait, the what stuff? Oh, the pause. Yes, yes. You, you know, when you're in the off season, you might get crossed up a little bit. You know, not not like an AI crossover. Yeah. Maybe like a little Andre Miller joint. You know what I mean? Just exactly. you, you might get you, you might get, get caught. You, you might get caught. Too flagrant. Yeah. 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 Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You wasn't getting you wasn't getting out of control. It was yeah. Just like you know what I'm saying, tighten up a little bit. Yeah. Absolutely. Back, back to it. Yeah. Uh, I ain't gonna hold you, though, dog. Keep it a bean. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we really in a place to 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 fully contend with the big dogs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But but we're still at in the playoffs. We're going to get a hard out in six. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A hard out in oh, five. We're going yep. to give somebody problems. Okay. In that in that nature, but I think that. If these dudes keep growing, I think next year probably win and B. I'm on this and B train, bro. Mm. Oh, so homo. Mm. But okay. when that and B thing is just going, I'm pretty sure we're gonna be ready to, to be able to let let go of uh, a, a Dante, a RJ, or a Q or a Q dot to oh, be able yeah. to bring them in. Because if if you look at these if you look at these big dog trades, you're letting go of a number two or number three type of player. In, including picks to be able to get the star in. For sure. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And our two, our three players, I think that hopefully with next season, they'll they'll be able to show like, yo, like they okay. can get 16, they can they can be uh, helpful for, for for a winner and then bring them in. So sounds good. I've been beat all the way. I really don't think it's nobody else to come in. And um, hopefully we'll be we'll be able to get them. Appreciate the call. Dog. You too, man. Joe from Ohio in the building. All right, let's wrap it up. Jay from East New York. Go ahead and uh, I'll mute your mic. Let's go. Oh man, fellas, y'all can hear me loud and clear. There you go. There you yeah. go. Okay, I ain't gonna even lie, y'all. Yeah. You know y'all my boys, man. But yeah. I, my question was for um for for Ian. I, Begley, I figured man. as much, man. But we were just rerunning tight still, on time, I'm so still, yeah. I'm gonna still ask the question though. Okay. So the question that I had pertaining to the Knicks making a superstar trade, mm-hmm. um, I was gonna say I feel like Embiid, Donovan Mitchell. And possibly even Carl Anthony Towns may be on the Knicks radar. So I was gonna ask um Ian, like mm-hmm. basically like cold, lukewarm, hot, who would he say out of those three the Knicks would go after? Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna ask you guys that. But yeah. really quickly, I just wanted to give a real quick take. I'm actually happy that the Knicks didn't make a move like trade IQ and Mitch plus picks mm-hmm. for a Drew Holiday. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just not a move you do. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not always in agreement with some of the things that the front office does, but I do believe that they kind of be impatient for the right reasons at times. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But the Knicks fan base is ready for a star. So I don't know which star they're going to go after, mm-hmm. but I hope that the Knicks make a move, even if they swing and they miss. You know what I'm saying? Really okay. go after somebody because that's what the fans want. We, we want another star to pair with Jalen Brunson. And move yeah. on from there. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to you guys. I appreciate, appreciate you laying my point. Appreciate it, man. Jay from East New York in the building. I'll say cat cold. Because I want it to be cold. <laughs> I'll say. Yeah. I'll please. say no, Carl and bead lukewarm. I say spider hot. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Right, what do you think? I agree with that order. Yeah. I I, I think. The thing with Embiid is what we discussed is will Daryl Morey trade him to the Knicks? The Knicks have a war chest. Does Daryl Morey want that war chest is the question. And who are the players that you send out to Philadelphia? He's not trading him to the Knicks. I don't, I just don't see it. I I have a hard time seeing that. I mean, it's not uncommon. I mean, we've seen teams trade within the division. We saw the Nets and the Celtics trade within the division. It's not impossible. But, you know, he's not available. Yeah. I would expect everybody to be I would expect everybody to be involved if Joel Embiid does become available, but you know, there are teams who are ready to go to that next level, and there are teams who are still trying to rebuild. So yeah. we gotta wait, man. But I'd like to see, I'd like to see the Knicks just if there's any player right now, just realistically, because mm-hmm. Giannis, you already got Dame. I want to see the Knicks try to go all in to go get Joel Embiid if he mm. becomes available. I feel like a Brunson Embiid pick and roll would be insane. Box office. It would just be insane to watch. Yeah. You know? Box box office, man. Good stuff, bro. Great show. Shout out to everybody in the chat, man. Salute to the right man, Mo Chuck D. Out, fight out, super chat says Grimes, IQ, RJ. Oh! Familiarity. Oh, oh. Is chemistry. Oh, Brees Hall just rips one off. Grimes, IQ, RJ, familiarity is chemistry. Dante Adam will be a good inferno. My concern is Julius's backup. Is it iHeart? Is it Sims? 
We went 50 to 32 with playoff intensity. Shout out to the Rhyme Animal Chuck D, man. That's gonna be a question mark, man. How do they how do they play it out at the four? Um, we're gonna have to wait and see. Gonna gonna have to wait and see how that plays out. Very intrigued by that. Shout out to Edward Flood Al. He just joined the loyal, mm. loyal franchise channel members, man. So we are growing by the day. So to all of our uh, supporters. And we definitely appreciate you guys, man. Definitely appreciate you guys. Remember that this show is available in audio podcast format, man. No reason to miss it. Catch us on all the major podcast platforms. Also, go to manscaped.com. Use promo code KFTV for 20% off plus free shipping. Shout out to our friends at Manscaped. Ah, we should be getting our, our deliveries this week. I know CK got his. I, I received confirmation. CK got his. Let's so, go. We, so we should be getting ours uh, uh, later this week. So make sure you guys look out for that. I got another big announcement coming up this week as well. So make sure you guys tap in. Make sure you guys tap in. Uh, and I'll just drop a little hint. It's about the Knicks and it's about the Celtics. Another big announcement coming up. That's all I'll say. Just a little, just a little hint. Just a little hint, man. You know what I'm saying? Just a little hint. Opening night just got that much more intriguing. Got, got very intriguing. Got very intriguing, man. Uh, either way, man, Al, uh, enjoy these Jets. Let's just catch up on the rest of the second half. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that like button, share, subscribe. We are getting into it. Nick's training can tip off in the works. CPA Franchise, Alex Taurus, we out of here. Peace. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.